Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. On this episode of Missing the Point, we're joined once again by professional MMA fighter Hillary Rose, who fights Friday, April 2nd, against Alana Arnett. At CFFC 95, Cam Jacobic versus Smith. We'll discuss what Hillary has done to improve since her loss to Cheyenne Bays at Dana White's Contender Series and just how long she plans to keep fighting. This is Missing the Point, episode 49, but it's all relative. Welcome to Missing the Point. I am your host, Michael Marcangelo, joined alongside by DK Sizzle, Dave Clark, and we are once again joined by our resident badass who will be competing at CFFC 95 this Friday. It's her third time on the show, the one and the only Hillary Rose. Hillary, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing well. Was that a good tap dance, Dave? It was good. I, I just like that we, you know, we're pretending to the listeners that she hasn't been here for five minutes. Yeah. Like, talking to us. <laughs> this is the magic of podcasting. Conor McGregor lost. Oh, gosh. By the way, up right away. Call that. Call that. <laughs> yeah, you called it. I mean, you you know, good job, Mike. Thank I know that this is revenue for, my pain. for him, too. I was on Conor McGregor's side, but yeah, you were. I appreciate that. You're a better friend than Mike. That was a tough one because he got knocked out. You know, like yeah. I've never seen him get knocked out. Like, yeah, yeah. Seen, oh, you know, he got to get submitted. All right. Maybe his ground game needs work. Seeing your guy just go like, and he I looked know. like in pain down there. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, those calf kicks. Take, take Check those next time. Sometimes checking doesn't even help. I know. Sometimes checking hurts more. I know. You'd be I surprised. Know. It's too bad. It's too bad. He's, but also, I didn't like his stance. Yeah, he was in a, like a weird like kind wrestling boxing boxing. stance. Yeah. yeah, I think he was yeah. like, I think that's just to me is like Khabib training. It's like he's just been like getting into like shape to beat Khabib. And then he didn't look like he trained for Dustin at all because he thought he was no. just going to get him out of there with his left hand. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. But they'll fight again in July or oh, June yeah. or so. Yeah. so. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. I'll hopefully be done crying by then. <laughs> yeah, right. I think a lot of people are crying. I don't know if you know this, but Dave was pretty inconsolable for the like 72 hours after. Like didn't <laughs> told us that this was going to be bad if, if it went this way and it did. And then he just no communication for three days. I did. I dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe I brought this. I bought this bottle of fucking proper 12 whiskey. It tastes like shit. <laughs> it tasted better before he went out. <laughs> it did. It did. I think there's <laughs> they have to cheap on the ingredients now because he didn't get the full payday. 
That's uh, right. For sure. I don't know. He showed up in a yacht. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of cool. But then it's like, if you show up in a yacht, you better win. Yeah, I agree. Or, or just not stuff with Nate today. Yeah. Nate's fighting Leon Edwards. Yeah. Yep. I, and Nate's being hilarious on Twitter. Cause he's like, Oh yeah. He's going off. Yeah. He's like, I'm headlining this event. Also, there's a lightweight belt, I think, but I mean, you guys should tune in. Cause you know, I really <laughs> hope those guys do good. <laughs> And then him and Connor were talking shit to each other today, which you obviously I know. have to see that. I saw that too. I love it. And it's going to be the first ever five round co-main event. Is that which true? Which never happens. Never? So. That's not yeah, a title ever. fight, I would think. Nope. Not a yeah. title fight. So it'll be the first. Oh, yeah. It's the first ever right. non-title fight co-main event for five rounds. So. It like is a title when Nate Diaz fights, though. It's like, it means just as much. Yeah. People love to see him fight. He's the best. Even though he was like, the, you know, and you want to talk about inconsolable. After the first Nate Diaz fight, I woke up on the sidewalk outside my apartment. And nobody had taken anything, which I think is like out of my pockets or anything, which I think is like a pretty good uptick for. They were thinking this poor guy's had a rough evening. Yeah, yeah they were like, he looks, <laughs> he looks Irish. He looks sad and Irish. <laughs> we know, but, we know what happened to him. Yeah, <laughs> poor guy. But I mean. I still love Nate. He's so much fun. He's so great yeah, for the yeah. brand, you know. I don't know. A Leon Edwards is a tough fight for him. He's a tough fight for all of us because he puts me yeah. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially with his personality. And yeah, his yeah. eye pokes. I didn't like oh, that. No good. I didn't like any of that. No all right, good. Mike, let's go. Let's ask her questions about her fight, which is what we're really here to talk about. What yeah. a great segue, Dave. So... <laughs> Hillary, uh, is it's is it Alana Arnett? Is that how you pronounce it, Alana? Yeah, Alana. Alana. Yeah. So she's four and one in her MMA career, with two of her wins happening in the first round via an arm an armbar, right? So, like yeah. knowing that, how does how does your preparation change knowing that half of her wins have been decided in the first round with a submission? So originally, I was fighting somebody else, completely different. So I was fighting a girl who was five and three, and she fought on Contender Series twice. So it was a really, really good matchup. So two weeks ago, that changed. Uh, the girl tore ACL, so she couldn't fight. So this is Alana's first pro fight. So I was kind of like iffy about wanting to take it because I was like, oh, you know, it doesn't really look great. I mean, it doesn't look great for me. It doesn't not look great for me, but. You're the one gambling everything at this point because it's right. like, you know, she has nothing to lose. You have everything to lose. So it's yeah, like, and you're like not going to gain anything by winning. Yeah. Win, win. If she fights me and she loses, it's great experience for her. Um, mm-hmm. And if she beats me, it looks really great. So I was like iffy about taking it, but she's a brown belt in jujitsu and she grapples very well. But I'm also a brown belt in jujitsu and I think that I have better MMA grappling. And from the fights that I've seen, like she doesn't really like to get hit. So, you know, I'm hoping I'll just hit her a good few times and She'll leave me some openings and, you know, I have some things that I've added to my toolbox. So we'll see. So I'll, you know, welcome her to the professional level and, you know, hopefully I'm trying to be like mean and I'm really not a mean person. You were like, you were like gearing up for that, for that exact speech right there. Like, yeah, time to baptize someone. And then you were like, oh, but I'm sure she's nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too nice. I'm overly nice. But the thing is, I'm just appreciative that I get a fight. So we were hit or miss about taking it, but you know, a win in the win column is a win. So if I can get experience and be more comfortable in there and I was training, so I was training for a fight. I was prepped to fight. So, you know, I'm grateful for her and you know, she's obviously very ballsy to take a fight against someone who has more experience than her. And you know, she's probably thinks of it as a a good, uh, good mix, but I'm not afraid of her arm locks. I think that if I hit her a good few times, she'll make some amateur mistakes that will leave some good openings for me. But you know, I, we definitely have been drilling some arm lock escapes and basic stuff like that, but that's all, you know, once someone's hitting you, things change. Everybody's got a plan. So they get punched in the face. It's good to, it's good to stay on that rhythm for you though. Right. Because you got that, you know, it's like you're 
you have a camp, you get to the the peak of that mountain. You don't want to just have nothing happen then. Right. Like you want to fight someone just for like your, the rhythm of your body, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's like, cause going back to the drawing board and like starting a whole new training camp, then I'm sure would like mess with you a little bit on some level. For sure. And like, it messed with me a little too. Cause I was like, Oh, do I want to take the fight? Do I want to take the fight? Don't want to just like keep training and then train for someone who has more experience. But, you know, again, time in the cage is just good time. It's just like practice. So more practice is better. But like, even still, like I'm fighting a debuter and I'm fucking terrified. Like I get scared. (laughs) Like I'm like, oh, I got to fight. And I tell my coach, I'm like, I gotta like fight in two days. Like, (laughs) It's It's fun, obviously, but I think it'll be fun. And, you know, I appreciate her for taking the fight. So we'll see how it goes. We we were talking a little off the air about, obviously like cu- cutting weight and how your yep. training is, has evolved since your last fight. So For knowing sure. that your opponent changed two weeks ago and everything you put into your camp, I guess, how, how would you compare your camp this time to your camp pre uh, the contender series? What's different? What's the same? So like we talked before, mostly it was strength training. So just building a lot of strength, getting stronger, which I definitely have, you know, I've been doing a lot of pad work or I've been doing pad work with a few other people, not, like I, I do pad work with my coaches all the time, but now I travel to Joe Lozon's gym and I hit pads with his coach a few times a week just to add in mixing of different things and speed. But yeah, just building strength. Strength was my biggest thing. So I definitely feel stronger and, you know, bigger than I was before. And this camp, I also added like a nutritionist. So I added someone who was giving me my meals every week and telling me what to eat and, you know, how to fuel my body the correct way where I don't think I was... I knew how to make weight and to eat, but sometimes, you know, I train for like, you know, three hours and then I'd be like, Oh, I'll have a hard boiled egg and go to bed. <laughs> so, you know, like I wasn't fueling my body what it needed. So I added a nutritionist too. So I think a lot of that has helped me, you know, be really well fueled and feel more energized for all my training sessions. And yeah, so building strength and just being, you know, fueled and stronger was my biggest thing. Is there anything you can do when you're like, like obviously your Instagram has been like a highlight reel of just like lifting up an enormous amount of weight and it's been cool to watch, but the, how does that translate into the cage? Like, can you just lift a lot of iron up and down and then you're just stronger when you're in there? Or do you have to like focus it in a specific area? And then like, is there stuff you can do in your, like say your grappling training that can, you know, help your strength? Are you like grapple, grapple bigger opponents or like what, you know, what's the Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it like is like with kettlebells and things like that, like it helps with my gripping, like if I'm grabbing onto arms or building a lot of weight, like on my legs has helped with like rotation of strikes. I think that my punches have actually gotten like more powerful because I'm using, learning how to use rotation of my trunk better. And I think because like adding, doing a lot of wall throws with balls and things like that has kind of added I knew I was fast. Like I have that natural speed. Like I already knew that I had that. And it's like, some people never have that, but I was just kind of you know, that's something I lucked out with. So the speed is already there. It's just adding the power. And I think I was powerful, but adding, you know, the weightlifting and like doing pull-ups and doing all that stuff has kind of made me stronger in my bottom half of my body, which has made me more powerful in my strikes. So grappling wise, for sure, I feel stronger. Like I go with the guys that I've been training with, you know, down at Lozon's for sparring. And like, they're all like, man, you feel fucking strong. Like you're way stronger (laughs) than you, you were before. And I think it's just, I'm more aware of my body and I can feel that I'm stronger. So I think now that I feel that I'm stronger, I'm able to grapple better and take advantage of position in better ways. So it's cool. That is cool. I hope that, or I think that, you know, the combination, it sounds like of like a nutritionist strength training, getting feedback on that strength training, like 
everything is building for like confidence inside the cage. You know what I mean? And it's like that, you know, I feel like all that stuff is going to play a factor where, you know, you say, Oh, I'm scared. It's like, well, yeah, you're getting in a fist fight in a couple of days. Like I think anybody, yeah. if you're not scared, there's something wrong. But yeah, like, for sure. once you're in there, you know, and they lock the cage, I think that that, you know, those combination of factors are all just going to click into place. And it's just like, okay, sure. my confidence is here. Which flips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's good. That's just, sounds like a great camp. And I'm excited to see like how, cause I mean, obviously I haven't, I mean, I fought Cheyenne, but then I really added the strength. I mean, I did strength training before her, but I was doing now that I've focused so much on it. I'm curious to see how I'll do in the cage now that I've added it. And, you know, if I'll feel stronger where like in positions that Cheyenne had got me in, you know, I wasn't as strong. So I'm curious to see, you know, how I feel if I get in those positions again, and if I'll feel stronger and, you know, capable of, you know, moving and escaping better. She did not have a great debut. Oh. <laughs> the thing is she's she's crazy <laughs> did, you, did you hear her after well didn't like, yeah well that's what i was gonna say it's like didn't, I was, the, girl, didn't the girl yeah. spit on her no i think the girl spit i don't and know if she, she did spit on her or called her like puta and it yeah. looked like she spit on her oh, yeah okay. so i i'm not really sure but i, I was doing like zabruder tape stuff with it afterwards to yeah. see if there was like action because like here's the thing like I feel like anyone, even though like most of the time in MMA fight, two people fight, they're usually cool after. Because it's like, well, we just had a fight. What else are we going to do? Right. Like, yeah. you know, and then if they want to talk shit again later, like it is what it is. But we just, we just were in a fist fight. So she got mad about something. So it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Unless yeah. maybe she was just mad that she lost. I feel like I'd be mad if someone spit on me, even though if it, whatever. But I, I was like slowing down the tape. I couldn't see any pixels. I couldn't see anything. Not saying that's definitive. Like when, when Cheyenne was in her guard and Cheyenne was like yelling. I think Cheyenne was mad because she's like, I want to fucking fight. And this girl's just holding me down in this shitty position. And like when she's in guard, just going, I think that like they were just yelling at each other. And then that like they got angry. But yeah, Cheyenne, I think she's funny. Like, I think I like how she is. And she's like, I'll fucking follow you home, you bitch. And, <laughs> and like, I wish her luck and said, you know, good luck in your fight. But yeah, I was surprised. Her and her husband both lost. Yeah, it wasn't a great night. No, it wasn't a great night for the narrative, but also I remember them walking in and it was like, he lost and they were like, well, he said he was going to be in the corner no matter what. I was like, if I was her, I'd be like, you need to get your bad juju the fuck out of here. Cause like, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, you're bringing That's in some true. bad energy. I could see it in his face. I was like, no, get that guy out of here. Well, you could see because when she was getting like, all oh, whatever, Vaseline up, you can see like her coach, like hugging him behind like, hey, yeah, bad vibes. Yeah. So, and I mean, like she obviously fought and did well, I mean, did okay for what she could other than being in that position, but like he got knocked out, like dropped a few good times in his fight. So, you know, hopefully, yeah, that's tough because you think that 25 division, they, those guys move fast and have heavy hands. So if he has a bad chin. Yeah. That's, I mean, at the start, (laughs) the start of the whole thing, it's not good. But yeah, he's funny. <laughs> you know, I, we feel like we know you, Hillary, right? You've been on this, this show three times and you like, you're so, you're, you're just awesome to talk to, super nice person. Like that's your disposition. What happens in the cage if somebody spits on you? What do you do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anything good. Like, I think I'd probably call them like a cunt and maybe smack them. Like, I don't, I, I really though. <laughs> that's a first here that's a first i don't know but that's true like i've never thought that because i've never i guess been in any sort of fight where there was like aggressive like when i fought cheyenne she yelled at the end of the last round like let's go like and that was about no one's ever like done anything like that to me i think because i'm just 
overly nice. I just, I don't think people want to be mean to me. Yeah. I was thinking, cause uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of Cheyenne's at all, but I, I saw her Instagram post about, about how they spit on her or, or how she thought that she was, you know, spat on. And I was like, I really wonder like knowing Hillary, what would happen? Like what switch would flip if someone just, just hawked a loogie on her in, in, inside, inside a cage, like what she would do. So I, I mean, I had to ask, cause I, I can't, you, you, you said so many times like you, you love fighting. Like you're, you're not, but like when some like spitting on another person is the ultimate sign of absolute disrespect. Yes, definitely. Right? So like something has to happen. Yeah. And the thing is like, I mean, both, not both the girls, but that was that other girl's like debut in the UFC and like, no offense to her. Like, obviously she had a smart game plan. She stuck to it. She held. I mean, Cheyenne it was a down. snooze fest though. But like, it was a snooze fest. And like, if she fights another fight like that, Dana's going to be like, rah, rah, yeah. see you later. <laughs> like she needs to like stand and brawl and like, or, you know, do something different than just holding somebody there. So if she put on a boring fight and spit in that girl's face, right. like, doesn't look good for her overall. So, I mean. Yeah, because when you're you're when you're in a debut situation in the UFC, like it's still tentative. You know, you've seen a lot of people come in, do stupid stuff in their debut, and get cut yeah. right away. You know, so 100%. it's still a trial period. You know, yeah. one week trial. You're on, you're on probation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, that that's tough. That's got to be tough too. I see what you're saying. Like, I'm also not really a fan of Cheyenne's, and like normally. You know, I mean, I've been banging the Khabib as the most boring fighter ever drum for a long time because of my bias. Normally, I would see a, a girl like that and I would be like, that is awful. I hope I never see her fight again. But because she was doing it to her, I was a little bit more into it. But like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. But I, I do see why that would be frustrating. So your UFC debut, you got your contract, you train your ass off all this time. And then you just realize that you can't do anything. This person is just holding you down. And they're not even trying to like, she wasn't even really trying to like, advanced position in any way yeah finish her or anything yeah. she was just, i mean she was just throwing like simple strikes there and like i yeah. understand like i've been stuck in that position before and it's like not an easy thing to get out um especially if someone's very strong like my coach tom he said that he's never seen a male or female ever have be that strong in a position like that he's like i couldn't believe it she was so strong she just sat there and could hold her there and like you can do things to create space like bridge and roll and like cheyenne was doing all those things and she you know got out a few times but yeah, that girl must have like a serious grip. I liked her because that's actually one, my one fight move is the Clark headlock. I just, <laughs> I, that's that's what I can really do. And like most of the times I've been in situations like that in my life, just my dad taught it to me. His dad taught it to him. The Clark headlock, it's a tried and true thing. And But you can't really do anything with it is the thing. You realize you're just kind of sitting there, but you can't keep them down. But now it's been proven you can win a UFC fight with the Clark headlock. So I, I can't wait to tell my dad. And I believe, like, I think Cheyenne, she was originally supposed to fight somebody else. And then the girl that she did fight, whatever that girl's name was, Masquerade or whatever, Cheyenne was, I think, simulating that girl for one of her teammates because her teammate was supposed to fight her for, like, Invicta. So, like, it was ironic how that kind of happened. So I think from what I heard or, like, what I saw that, like, Cheyenne was – helping another girl prepare for that girl. Hmm. So like, I, I'm sure it was like a weird change of style. So I'll be like pretending to be one girl and then you end up having to fight her. So yeah, it's gonna I'm mess sure. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it may not have even messed with her head, but she probably thought, Oh, okay, I got this. This will be good. But yeah, that girl knew I'll take a few punches, grab you and go down. And yeah. that was that she got the win. She did do that thing though, that used to work all the time in the UFC. It doesn't work as much anymore, which is like running through shots to get a take. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to like, creating space you know you remember back in the day it was like guys could just you take just a go. punch yeah and it's like <laughs> yeah. you run right through it that's not going to stand up you know like if she no. fights somebody that can like really really like you know or sees it coming has enough game tape on her and they're just going to catch her on the way in and it's going to be all over yeah. 
For but sure. What about this girl that you're fighting, like, as far as the training camps go? How different are their styles? Is it, like, a very mm. different situation? Or yeah, are you like, having to switch your brain around? I, uh, wait, from the girl I was going to fight? Yeah, from the first from the first one. Um, I would say that the girl I was going to fight first is isn't a forward striker. Like she goes backwards. Like she is willing to strike and she threw, she lost to um, Macy Barber on contender. So, um, Macy Barber's good. Jamie, yeah. Macy Barber's good. Maybe, Jamie, Macy Barber fights like 37 times a year. <laughs> so like you got to love yeah, her. <laughs> he's, well, I think she fights up above a weight class now too. Like she was much bigger than the girl I was supposed to fight, but like that was a 115. And I think she struggles to make 115 now, but she fought her, but she fights not really backwards, but like, she never engaged. She like she wasn't an engaged fighter. Where this girl is, will come forward, but I, she doesn't have like I'm much faster like than her. So if I just commit to like my hands and I throw them, I think I'll hit her. But what like the other girl wouldn't have come forward, and this girl will probably maybe come forward and want to try to take me down. Is what I think. Where they're both for brown belts, and I think that both of them maybe wanted to take me down, but that this girl's gonna really really want to try to take me down to get the finish early, which I understand, and that's fine. And especially on two weeks notice, like if she wasn't in a fight camp, you know, she's probably just going to rely on her jujitsu and, you know, trying to get me down maybe on the cage or whatnot. So we'll see. It'd be cool to add a knockout to the reel then, if that's the case. It'd be nice to catch one of those. That's the plan. My coaches think I'm going to choke her out though. So we'll see. All right. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I have a few things up my sleeve that I really want to land. So I'm really hoping that they work. (laughs) You just, you just make it sound so pleasant. You know what I mean? Like, my, like my, my coach is saying, I'm going to choke her out. Like, that's just not, it's not like a normal discord, but it's, it's so, it's so funny when you say it. I, I guess knowing that this is her first professional fight, right? And, mm-hmm. and that was she in a camp before? Do we know? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I honestly, I don't know, but from what it seems like, I don't, I don't believe so. Cause I know she competes in like tons of grappling events on the yep. weekend. So I'm not sure. Maybe she had been trying to get a fight and couldn't. And they said, Hey, here's an opportunity. It looks like that was the case. It looks like she got a couple of fights canceled. Um, like yeah, I saw that COVID on cancellations. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So without giving away your strategy, do you just, I mean, for she has a lot to prove, right? She has everything to gain and you have everything to lose. We've already talked about that. Do you just kind of let her gas herself out in the first couple of, uh, first couple of minutes? Feel her out? It could and be an adrenaline let, dump because she's like, you know, you might... And like, let her that. make the first move, and, and then just if it goes to a second round, just be like, "This is like, and now now I get to do whatever I want to do to you because you're completely gassed." Yeah, my goal is to be first, and I'm never first in fights. Like, I, I probably won't be first tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, on Friday, like that's my goal. Is my coach was like, "You got to be first. You got to be first. Be first. You know, you got to be first. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I like wait and I like throw a leg kick, and then like like that's probably <laughs> what I'll do. I'll probably go out there. You'll see me. And I'll anticipate, and then I'll throw, like, an inside leg kick, and be like, oh, she did what she said she did. <laughs> but, like, I know that, like, I have to be first, and, like, that's in my mind. I say, just be first, be first. If I hit her with a good, clean strikes right away, she's going to be afraid of me. And I think that um, if I can have her fear my hands, that it's going to leave a lot of options for the other parts of my body. So- what do you think that is, that be first thing? Because I feel like I watch fights all the time where, you know, it's it's like the second round going into the third, the third going into the fourth where you're just like, this guy needs to up his action and he needs to be first. It's like the most obvious thing in the world. But then it's like, obviously not that easy, right? It's obviously not that easy to just do it. It looks from the outside looking in, obviously. It's like, well, just hit him first, dude. But it's like, what what do you think that, like, what gap are you trying to bridge mentally? It's it's that, like, well, 
the, obviously coaches don't know, like you get, you get hit, you don't, they don't know how hard it actually is. So maybe they hit you and right away that first strike is like, Whoa, that kind of not rocked me, but that kind of like, Whoa, I don't want that to happen again. So I think that it's that, that anticipation of having to get hit. And once you're, you get hit, sometimes it's like, woof. And the thing is I watched this girl fight and she doesn't like to get hit. So I'm, I'm just hoping that I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope I can just hit her and she'll, you know, not quit. I don't want to say she's a quitter, but I've seen her get hit a good few times, like in the body with some knees and, you know, punches up top. And she kind of, she kind of gives up and then gives up position. Like she, she's gotten choked out a few times too. So it's not like, it's not like you can drill getting hit though. Right. Right. It's like, you can't really get like better at it by being like, punch me in the face for a while. (laughs) We train train with big gloves. So as soon as like you get hit with four ounce gloves, you're like, Oh shit. You're like, I'm really fighting somebody now. <laughs> Speaking of gloves, like, are, are they going to fix those UFC gloves anytime soon? Like, I have no idea. They should. I think, like, luckily, I think the ones that I'm fighting with, they, like, actually, like, go kind of high. I haven't tried them on yet, but I've seen, like, fighters with them on. But, yeah, they need to fix that. Have you ever been poked in the eye in a fight? Never. Oh, good. Because it looks really unpleasant. Yeah, awful. I've been poked in an eye grappling, but, like, it wasn't really bad. But, yeah, no, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And like when you're coming full force. Yeah. yeah. Or you step into it, you know, or something yeah. like, it's Ugh. like, but those UFC gloves, they, you know, it's like, okay, all gloves are going to give you that like door knocker thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the way the padding is going to be. But like those UFC gloves, keep your fingers at like eye exact eye poking, like level. They're not great. Yeah. And Trevor Whitman has gloves that are better. Like he's invented them. It, he's like, these would work. Because the UFC wants them to have the UFC name. Like I listened to this on Joe Rogan and like, He's like, no, I want all of the promotions to have them. Yeah. So, like, I think the UFC wants them to be their UFC fight club. Gloves, yeah. But he's like, no, like, I want all promotions to have them. Well, so he's probably got fighters in every promotion, right? So he doesn't yeah. want to, like, you know, he wants all his fighters to be protected. Yeah, and He's exactly. probably better off being like, well, I can give it to four different promotions or, you know, ten different promotions, all the regional places. And if just the yeah. UFC doesn't have it, well, I'm protecting more fighters that way. So, 100%. But... Yeah, I don't know. I, he has the ideal glove. That's what they say. So, but after that Bilal Muhammad fight, I was like, "All right, now's the time." You know, you, you just ruined a t- like a title fight, and yeah. all right, wasn't he? Are like the 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 fight for it to be a title fight, like a huge yeah, yeah, event, for sure. and it's ruined for through an eye poke, and it's totally the UFC's fault. It's like, come on, guys, figure it out. Yeah, but and it was can't. a weird like that guy was kicking. Like when you kick, your hands are open. So like he was kicking as the guy was coming in. So it was also like a weird. It's totally regardless. Yeah. 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 And it can be. And what was it? What was it? Two weeks ago, there was a really bad eye poke too. Before yeah. that one. Yeah. There was one. Like it was. It was like two weeks in a row. It was like one. And yeah. Then, I can't forget who right. the first one was, but yeah, it was like one, and then another really bad one right after. And yeah. It's like damn, dude. So yeah, they got to do something about it. I'm surprised they haven't at this point, honestly. All right. Well, I'm going to write a strongly worded letter today. <laughs> yeah, we all should. <laughs> are you are you superstitious, Hillary? No, not really. Okay, great. At least I think so. Perfect. So, if I were to tell you that you are an 83% favorite to win this fight, how would I how, saw would, that? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Because I feel I feel like that's that's overwhelming. My coach said it should be 88%, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. The thing is, I think that people are picking me to win just because they have more fights. I think yeah. that it's not even like, I think it's just experiment, uh, ex- 
experience wise, because those people who run those pages are fans. So it's based off like, you know, a fan's perspective. So, you know, someone who knows her and knows her really well is going to obviously go, yeah, I want to vote for her, 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 her. But if you look at me and the experience I have, I think that that, you know, obviously people are like, okay, well, Hillary has six pro fights. This girl's making her debut. You know, it's, it's obvious that Hillary's going to win, but I think that's just what people expect because, you know, but you know, fights a fight's a fight. So anything can happen. What's interesting is because, you know, now that we've been talking a little bit about, about how you're, you have a few things up your sleeve, right. And you're stronger and this girl doesn't like to get hit. 7% of people only think that you're going to knock her out. The rest of them think that it's going to be submission or decision. So, I mean, it, it, it sounds like again that they're that, that they're grasping at straws because uh, they don't know who this person is. Yeah. But if you were her, would you have taken this fight? No. <laughs> Why not? Well, one, I think that my coaches wouldn't have taken the fight if it. I mean, maybe not. I guess it all depends on the fight. But coming off of like, I'm coming off contender. Like, you know, yeah. I had a good opportunity, and I've. I mean, I guess if you look at the girls that I have fought who have losing records, people think, okay, well, she beat people who don't have really good records. So maybe she fought two tough girls on her record. So, you know, it's probably not that bad of a fight. Or, you know, she's just really ballsy and she's like, yeah, I'll take it. It's good experience, good experience, you know. But yeah, I, I wonder that. Me and my coaches wondered that. Like, what? I wonder what the, her coaches say when they think, yeah, this is a good fight. Yeah, because again, it's like if you go in there and you win, great, right? Like you just beat a seasoned pro, but there's also a chance you get your absolute ass whooped. Yeah. And, and it looks bad for the camp, the coaches, everyone. Like, why would they put you in, the, in this position? Right. You, you strike me as a person that doesn't like, that won't back down. I think you've actually told us before that your coaches would have to tell you and pull you out of the octagon or out of the cage and say, listen, you can't take this fight. So yeah, I, I was it, curious it, to see it would like make your- the decision ultimately. That it would be. It would be their decision if, like, if I was offered a fight, you know, or it was my pro debut, and they're like, "Hey, we got this chick who's, you know, coming off contender and this and that." I think that they'd maybe say no. <laughs> but like when I made my debut, I was fighting a girl who was one and two, and that yes. chick was built like a fucking brick shit house. <laughs> and you know, like literally, like, like you still look up pictures of her today, and she is strong as hell. So, but she had a losing record. So you know, in our coach's mind, you know, they think, okay, this is a good fight. We watched her. You know, you could beat her. And I had, you know, good moments. But she was, again, it was the physically strong thing. That was something that I've been lacking from the start. So, you know, it took me a few fights to figure that shit out. But Also, how many amateur fights would you say you had? I had eight. So this, uh, Alana's only had five, right? And she's. Yeah. And so she's four and one. Two of them are, are, are the armbar that we talked about. One of them was was a decision, and the other one was she won because of, of an illegal kick. Someone elbowed her. Or yeah. Elbow, yeah. Sorry. I mean, technically, I think I think she was losing that fight or something yeah, like it, that. Uh, so I, it was it was hard for me to to, to find uh, to find a tape on her. I just yeah. wonder. So knowing that we'll just call it, yeah, you won that fight, but you were losing. So let's just say three and one. And now you're going to fight someone who's had eight amateur fights and six pro fights. I I can't imagine. Mm-hmm what she must be thinking, especially coming coming out of a situation where she doesn't have a camp. So right. let's play a little bit of a game here. Again, I don't want you to give away any secrets, but what would you tell her to amp her up to fight you? Let's say it's not you that she's fighting. She's fighting mm-hmm. some other fight that's foreign too. How do you get her amped up and, and make her feel like, she, like she's actually, she belongs in this fight? I would tell her, shit, I don't know. I'd probably tell her she needs to faint hard and she needs to get me to the ground and hold me down there. Like, that's what I would say. I'd say, hey, oh, that girl looks like she can strike pretty well on her feet, 
but you know, she's comfortable being against the cage. So if you get her on the cage, I think you do good. You land some strikes, you get her on the ground. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, you know, I don't fucking know. I, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> It's got to be tough. It's got to be tough to find mashups for you right now, though, too, because you're on this bubble where that That's like not a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's like not a lot of people <laughs> are on that bubble, though. It's like, you know, it's like you, you know, you had that contender series fight. OK, you didn't win it, but there was also a clear cut uh, thing you could do to improve. And like if you had that, if you had that, I'm sure you feel if you had that fight again tomorrow or on Friday and it was Cheyenne again, I'm sure you would do completely differently now that you've like up to your strength and done all that stuff. So it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, okay, there was one thing lacking in your game. You improved it. So who else is there? Like no one really, you know, it's like they're, mm-hmm. they're either in the promotion or they're at the very, very top of this promotion. So it's probably not yeah. too easy in two weeks to get somebody who's, we're not going to yeah. be talking like this about, you know what I mean? It's like, right. Yeah. She's, she's getting fed to the sharks a little bit, but like, I don't know. Like, what was the what was the alternative? You know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like kudos to her, I guess, for taking the fight. I mean, yeah. it seems I mean, the authors stacked against her. She seems nice, and like, I, she's a competitor, <laughs> so she competes in jujitsu all the time. So she's probably comfortable competing. So you know, if you're comfortable competing, then you know you're less fearful probably getting in there because you compete all the time. So she's probably like, all right, this is just like another. Got to be so grappling. different though with the punches to the face factor. Yes. <laughs> I get more terrified doing grappling events than I do fights. And I'm a hot mess when it comes to the fights. Really? Why? The, why <laughs> well, is yeah. that? I, I think it's just, it's mental. It's me wanting to do well and putting, I think, pressure on myself to want to do well. And then I'm like, oh, do I have the ability and skill? Like, like I think, oh God, I'm nervous to fight this debuter. But what happens if I'm in the UFC fighting someone who's like 10 and three? Like, what am I going to be like then? What's my fucking nerves going to be then? But nerves are good. They're natural. So. You know, hopefully I go out there and smash this chick. <laughs> you got to just use I'll just use the 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 factor that the lights aren't just just aren't as hot for you as they are for her. You know what I mean? It's like you've been in like the highest situation you've like that you've been sure. in. Like, you know, it's like those lights are bright. Yeah, you, know, you did those UFC lights like these aren't aren't going to be as bright. You yeah, know, it's it's going to burn for her. It's going to be like, damn, like you know, it, like we talked about everything crystallizing for you, like the nutrition, you know, all yeah. the weight training. The same thing I think is going to crystallize for her on the other side when it's just like, oh, yeah, oh no, <laughs> oh dear. <Yeah. laughs> that's I, I how think, I would feel I if I was fighting. So. <laughs> I think I'm hoping that I'll be able to like hit her a good few times and like see her weaken and be like, oh, I'm doing good. Show her the level of just competition. Just keep throwing. You know, yeah, show yeah. her the level. It's like if you, you know, it's like any sport. It's like if if you're if you give a team that's markedly worse than you the chance to build confidence, right. then that's when they get them, get them, get a chance to, to, For you sure. know, steal a win from a more talented opponent. It's like, you got to just impose your will early. You know, all this stuff. I don't know why I'm coaching. Yeah. You about it. <laughs> no, but I know I'm just you. nervous. Yeah, Coach Clark. <laughs> I want you to win. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you mentioned that you were you were kind of apprehensive about the fight only because like there's no real benefit, but there's, it's good practice for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So knowing that you, I know you were you're just off the contender series. I guess what's your path back to potential UFC? Like, how do you get back? How, how do you get back there? Because I think I would love to see a Cheyenne versus Hillary rematch because I I do know that based on what I saw in her fight and what you've been doing over the last six months, you're just more equipped to handle her. Yeah, I think so too. My goal is to not rush at this point. I think that if I can get a few fights this year, you know, like two or three fights this year, and then that opportunity comes up, whether it's contender or like a last minute fight, I think just being comfortable in the cage is my biggest thing. I think 
I had such a long layoff between, you know, my last fight and then the contender series that I just, I think I just need to be more active. So I'm not in any rush to get to the UFC. I don't want to be one of those people who gets there and then, you know, loses three in a row and wins one and then gets cut. So I don't want to have a short career there. I want to have a long career there. And I'm, you know, I think for a while I was in such a rush to want to be in the UFC, be in the UFC, but I needed, you know, I, of course, that's what I want to be, what I want to do. Everybody wants to be in the UFC if they fight. But I think at this point, I just want to get a few more wins and then fight. But I mean, obviously, if I win this fight and then the UFC calls or they have an opportunity, I'm going to take it. When you take that opportunity, you don't say no. So Again, not in a rush, hoping I can get a few fights in before I get another opportunity, just so I'm comfortable. And there isn't that like, sometimes like when I fought Cheyenne, I didn't feel like I was like, I was aware, but I like, wasn't aware. I was like just one second behind. And I think because I hadn't been in the cage in a while, that was why, like I was getting my wits and like figuring out the cage. So like this camp, we did a lot more like training inside of a cage where I think Cheyenne, we didn't do as much because it was more COVID like crazy. So we spent a lot of time at Joe Lozon's and he has a cage. So we trained a lot of sparring uh, there. So I think just cage awareness and being comfortable in the actual cage, I, I think I'll do way better in a UFC fight. Yeah. I, I, the reason why I ask is, is because I know like a fighter's career is short, just right. It's just shorter than every other major sport. So right. I, I think if you were to ask the majority of fighters, they'd say, I, obviously I want to get to the pinnacle of the sport as fast as possible. But now that you've kind of, you've been there, you know mm-hmm. what it takes to stay there, right? Yeah. So really, it's very easy to get there. It's yeah. hard to stay there. So, yeah. so realistically, right. And I'm, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to will positive thoughts. You're going to, you're going to make it to the UFC, right? How long are you going to fight for Hillary? I'm not sure. I'll probably fight as long as my body will let me. Yeah. Um, so if I don't have any like crazy injuries and, you know, I don't need a bunch of wild surgeries, like, like on my mind right now, like I'm 28, I yep. don't have, like, I don't want to have kids anytime soon. Like that's just not top of mind. Like I don't plan to have kids anytime soon. So I think that's a lot of what other people is. It's like, Oh, I want to start a family and I want to build the house and I want to do all this stuff where for me, like my life is just fighting. So yeah, I think that I probably fight till, you know, I feel like females have a later prime, like 32, yeah. 33. Like if you watch like Angela Hill, she started training when she was like 24, 25, and she's now like 33 and in her prime. So I think I still have a lot of time until I hit my prime. So I think within the next two years or so, I'll hit there, but probably like 35, 36. I don't know. As long as my coaches will let me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really what it is. It's also like 2021, <laughs> right? So it's like if you want to be a girl, a lady, a woman, and be like, "Oh, I'm just going to do this for my career," then that's completely fine, <laughs> you know. And like nobody yeah. should really give you any shit for that because it's like, yeah, yeah, there's already yeah. enough kids in the world anyway. Like I wouldn't worry about it. They're running around everywhere. Yeah. Every time I look at the window, there's like 30 of them just running. I'm like, I can barely take care of myself. I know. I feel exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I, I got a dog now, yeah. so I got to worry about that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, 30 is the new. 18 as far as like the boomers compared to us goes so like yeah. who cares <laughs> take your time that's true that's what i told my sister because she turned 30 and was like <laughs> yeah it was depressing it was depressing it was a depressing <laughs> moment but i'm feeling okay about it yeah yeah i know i, I we, we want to talk about your fight a little bit more but i want to ask you another question misha tate announced that she's coming back talk to me yeah. a little bit about your feelings about that because i thought I, I really liked her in the cage i thought she was i thought she was fun to watch in terms of of the promotion of the fight yeah, yeah, and she was great in the in, in in the octagon too. So, what like what are your thoughts on her coming back? She's an OG. So I like Misha Tate. I think she's great. I just hope that from when she, me and my coach were talking about this on the ride up to Philly, and um, 
like, we just hope that like the levels that have changed from when she first started fighting to now are so drastic. So, I mean, and she's, since she last fought, she's popped out two kids. I, I know she was struggling with like depression and all sorts yep. of stuff. Wasn't like in a good place. So I am curious to see how she'll do. She's fighting a woman who's, you know, older. She's 43. So she's a little older. I'd like to see her be successful because, you know, she's a very likable person, but I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I hope that it will go really well for her because she's again, a very likable fighter. She's been around for a really long time. Yeah. Um, she's an original, like, woman gangster fighter. So like, she's one of those, you know, people that you look up to when you're a woman and you fight. So, you know, I really hope she succeeds, but I hope that she's also getting and changing her game a little bit. I think she was very one, one style game where she likes to, you know, obviously throw hands and then get you get down to the ground and stuff yep. like that. But yeah, I'm curious to see how she's um, changed since her last fights, obviously. So, so, we'll see. so stay away from Amanda is what you're saying. Like yes. Far away. Yeah, she shouldn't fight Amanda anytime Ever. soon. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda's on, on another pinnacle of, you know. There was peace. also there was there, there was discussion we're getting like way rabbit hole. I'm sorry. Like there was discussion yeah. that, that Amanda might fight was it is it Logan Paul? But he didn't want to take the like he, the, the 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 YouTube guy. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. He refused to fight with her. We we all know that 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 she would fucking eat him for dinner, right? Like it's Oh yeah. Close. I mean in a boxing match, I don't know how they do. I mean, I think she's obviously, I think he walks around like 220 or something. Yeah. But I mean, if it was an MMA fight, I think she crushes him. In a <laughs> boxing match, I'm not sure how it would go. I think it would be good and she'd land some good strikes. I don't think she'd be able to KO him, but I think she'd hold her own. Yeah. But I don't know about him. Like, he's way bigger. So, but she's way more technical and skilled. She- so it's like, it's such a weird. Like it's hard to compare the two. I'm curious to see how he does with Mayweather. Oh, he's gonna get absolutely killed. I mean, of course. like you, like you guys are, you guys are Connor fans, right? And Connor is a is if that if that Connor Mayweather thing took fight uh, took place in the octagon, it would have lasted ten seconds. We all know that. But in that ring, oh, it, like Mayweather, he doesn't typically stand in the middle, and he stood right in the middle and dared Connor to hit him, and he just couldn't I do know. it. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. just, no, 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 no. That's not what like happened. A small, a small That's exactly what happened. Get out of here. He dared Connor to hit him. First of all, Connor did hit him a bunch of times. And if we, they didn't have big pillows on their hands, he they would have hit those punches would have hurt a lot more. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, he caught him a good few times in the first. I'm not going to get into this with you. It's going to take too long, but I disagree. We can talk about this later. You just can't make the pillow argument when uh, Mayweather knocked him down. Okay, yeah, well, that was he was him. tired. He was clearly tired. He's got better <laughs> conditioning now. I think if they fought again, he'd do a lot better. <laughs> so, Hillary, you, you, your fight is this Friday. It's yes. uh, CFFC95. We all know you're going to win the fight. We're all rooting for you, right? When is the next fight after this? How soon do you would you like to fight after this? Depending, obviously, how, like, you know, if I go unskeeved and, like, I'm uninjured. I'd like to fight probably, like, August, you know, sometime yes. before, like, summer's over. I'd like to enjoy some of my summer. But, like, July or August, I'd be totally, you know, hip to fighting. I have a two-fight contract with them. So I'll fight this fight and then she'll have another fight. I think I was originally like a month ago supposed to fight for their title, but the girl was injured. So I think that if I win this fight, then the title fight is the option. So I'm curious. I'm not sure if another fight comes up, then that's totally fine too. But I have two fights under their contract and I'll get this one done. And then hopefully, 
you know, if they have something like end of July, August, then I'm totally, I'm totally in for that. So. I think I'm like, you know, now that we're kind of returning to some normalcy in like the world, yeah. I think it's fair for you to like want July to like chill. <laughs> I think that's yeah. like fair enough. Right. I think everyone deserves July. A little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. 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 A totally. little time to eat and enjoy the summer. Cause like all last summer I was fighting training for a contender series. So yeah. And yeah. I was originally supposed to fight early July and then obviously everything got pushed back. So my camp like doubled in time. So, I mean, it was Corona times anyway, so it's not like there was much to do, but yeah, I'd like to enjoy a little bit of my right. summer and then definitely have a fight before the fall and then have a fight like at the end of the year if possible. So three fights would be ideal for this year. So I, and not, not to, not to peel the curtain back too much, but like what, what are, nego- what are negotiations like when you say you have a two fight contract, right? Knowing that you just came off the contender series, I guess you have a little, you have a little sway, right? You are a pretty known commodity in the fight. I mean, Am I? right. So, Maybe. <laughs> so I guess for, from my perspective, like let's say that this fight uh, on Friday is a blowout. Do you, do you then renegotiate for another couple of fights after the, after one, or do you wait until your contract is up after two? I probably will just do the other one. My manager does all that. So usually he just tells me, but uh, the, I'll probably have the two fights with them. Like if it's the title fight, then that's probably what I'll take because I mean, the title fight looks good. So when you win and you're the champ of a promotion, then like Al Jermaine was the champ of CFFC. So, you know, uh, Caitlin Kukakian was the CFFC champion. So it looks good when you're the champ. So obviously I think I would like to fight for the title and like hold, hold another title would be cool. I had one as an amateur. So having one as a pro would be cool just to have. And usually when you're a title fight, you know, you get those last minute calls for the UFC and, and it looks good. Um, like I have a friend who fought over the weekend too. He, he didn't do as well, Fabio, but you know, he was the LFA champ and he got a last minute, you know, three day notice fight and he may not have won, but it looks good when you accept fights like that. And when you're the champ. So I think, having the name there and having like a title hold holding a title, like also looks good. And I know that we're, we're kind of up against it, but I do have just one last question because I know that your opponent this week is taking this fight on a two week notice, no camp, right? So let's say that the champ in CFFC has a scheduled fight. Their opponent falls out. How short of a window would you feel comfortable with actually accepting that, that challenge? So they- I don't know. That's a good question. Because the, the thing is, after this fight, I probably will start training to prepare to fight that girl anyway. She has like a taekwondo-y type strange style of someone that I've never really fought before. But she's also very beatable. So like she does a lot of things that, you know, leave openings. But after this fight, I'll probably anyway start to prep for her because I think I'm going to be anticipating that fight. So I think I'd just be ready, just working on things anyway, because I think that that could definitely be an option or that a fight you know could fall out but i think that i'm really just the one in line for her next so <laughs> yeah awesome. so right before we go i want you i want to give you some time so that you can tell everyone where they can find you what you're going to be up to obviously you had that big fight at cffc 95 this friday but where can they find you on social media yeah find me on instagram hillary rose mma or facebook hillary rose i have a twitter but i don't use it i should probably get on that but yeah you can find me anywhere very simple hillary rose i'm everywhere so support me follow me and wish me luck yeah we do you are you are our, our favorite and thank you so much for jumping on the show again for the third time we can't wait to have you back no, of course show. i love talking to you guys you guys are the best it's awesome so for <laughs> for dk sizzle dave clark craig delisandro my name is michael Marcangelo. thank you so much hillary rose and you've been listening to missing the point Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. Touchdown! 
On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. ElectroCast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.